Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. another episode of lunchtime in rome this is eric and i'm sitting again at the table with jay and brian what's up guys hola uh, you and your portuguese <laughs> i'm in my portuguese <laughs> uh, um it's good to be back yes another week again i love getting together with you guys it's awesome that we get to do this what, real quick like we're just sitting here and we're like wow it's thursday again yeah and we're not prepared at all <laughs> so here we go yeah, um no but it's i i think we're always semi-prepared and like knowing what we're going to talk about and whatnot but i think our chemistry is pretty good and i hope you guys enjoy listening to the show and just a reminder we do have a website lunchtimeinroom.com check that out you can find links to uh, our twitter and facebook and other things that we put out uh, midweek and stuff to prep- prepare for the show and and uh, kind of recap you guys on what we talked about last week so lunchtimeinroom.com check it out and uh also, give us some do-betters online. Give us um, some questions, whatever. We have a question from Emma that we're going to talk about later on. Emma. Um, and I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, so let's let's get right into it. Now, we love, absolutely love any kind of input. You know, we, this week we talked about how uh, Lydia DeFazio is putting together some uh, designs for sweatshirts and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lydia. They look pretty good. And it reminds me that I was supposed to talk to her about that. So, see, <laughs> it, it all works out. Uh, but any way you want to contribute, uh, certainly you can just, just get a hold of us. And we're excited uh, to expand the table, to put another leaf in the table yeah. so that there's room for people to like uh, put another leaf, put another in, leaf, the leaf in the table. Another leaf in the I table. Like something, there's something there. Where do you store the leaf there. in your table? Do you guys have leaves for your table? Not anymore. Not anymore. We used to, though, and Whoa. we used to hide it between the wall and our old china cupboard yeah. at our old house. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to do. <laughs> now that you mention it, I did have a table I got rid of. It's actually sitting right in my backyard. And I think the leaf is actually still in my um, my front, uh, my son's um, uh, bedroom in his closet. So I don't know. It could be there. Could, that's where it used to be. So it, it could be a future bike ramp. Could be a future oh, bike ramp. Man, I used yeah, to, that'd be yeah, sweet. That would yeah. be a pretty sweet bike, especially ramp. if you like, you know, pledge it up, get it nice and shiny. <laughs> so you got to hit it square, baby. Oh, he's got <laughs> one. Of, he's got one of those segways. You know, those little scooters. That oh you, yeah, yeah. Wonder if that would work. No, he has a hoverboard, isn't it? Hoverboard. A segue is the stand-up What's, thing what, that the mall Sogo. Cops use. Sogo. That's what I'm talking about. Sogo. Yeah, that's that's the. It's it's like not all battery. Sogo is not a sponsor, not, but it's like all yet. battery. It weighs like a hundred pounds. It and it's, does. <laughs> yeah. It's all battery. Have you ri- have you ridden it? I have not ridden. It's great it. until I, it blows up. Oh, yeah, it's awesome, I, man. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to. Wrote it down down the beach at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so we had fun. was that like right after we got there? It was right after we got there, and it's it's three o'clock in the morning, and and well, we got to preface it because we were there in like September, so nobody is in Ocean City, New Jersey. Yeah, it's like kind of surreal, like like maybe like it was kind it kind of feels apocalyptic because like yep. you can look, you can stand right in the middle of the road and look like all the way down yeah. the island and it's an island and it's the we're on the far end of the island yeah. so not a lot of people come down there anyways i would really want to just tee up a golf ball 
Oh, <laughs> just, just see. Can I, think, I keep it straight? Oh, into the ocean, you mean? No, oh, no, right down oh, on the, the road. road. All the way down see the beach. See how far you can There's get no it way to I bounce? Could do that. I have just a, like, oh. No, yeah, you'd put I it right into your own house. Yeah, yeah, I have a slice. But here's oh, Brian, like, yeah. I think shir- I think shirtless. <laughs> I was like, just had j- shorts on. <laughs> and then there was a car that like turned onto the street, like and the one car. Did it back up? It did. They backed up and went the other way. It was so funny. And you know the guy in the car was like, Nope. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Aliens around here or something. Yeah, he just definitely <laughs> oh, was hilarious. There. Oh, man. So good. Um, but leaf in the table. Leaf in the yeah, table. Love that. No leaf in the table. So, uh, what did you guys eat this week? Anything good? Well, it's not, for me, it's not so much about what did I eat, but it's incorporating one of my Christmas gifts, which I think I forgot to mention when we were talking about Christmas. And I got these airtight canisters. Mm. And so tonight I made taco uh, meat for dinner. And it was, uh, we do taco salads. I think I talked about that before, but it was cool because then, and I bought some extra spices uh, from the American Spice Company. You bought spices? I thought you made your own. You just decided. No, no, no. The, the individual spices. Oh, I'm not oh, grinding okay. my own gotcha, intro gotcha. chili powder. Gotcha, and gotcha. Drying the garlic and grating it out. No. Yes. But, uh, but I make my own blends. Correct? Yes, right. And so what I got to do right. was, by the way, American Spice Company. Not a sponsor. Not yet. That's right. Come on. But I bought a lot of bulk spices. And um, and so I finally got to make my first bulk mix, like you're talking about, Brian. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's just kind of crazy because I'm sitting there with quarter cup of ancho chili powder, <laughs> quarter cup of guajillo chili powder. That's a lot of spice. Powder, quarter cup of, well, actually, then I did a quarter cup of New Mexico and California chili powder. And then the garlic and then the oregano and everything else and a little bit of the rice flour just for a little thickener, which is not, you know wheat flour but i'm just super excited and the next will be of course the tuesday night chicken rub oh my goodness um so i'll do that one next and then i got my beef rub jay's um, rubs careful <laughs> um, but Family so friendly that's, i'm just super excited about that just the the different rubs and so now ah just just excited about having i'm excited mixes. about them too because it means i'm probably going to get to taste them you get yes. to, you, you get to be fed yes well in essence you shouldn't be that excited because it's the same stuff i make for you anyhow now it's just gonna be Which still is exciting me. to me. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't care how it gets there. Isn't as long it a as great it gets relationship? in my stomach. I love to cook. I love you guys to eat. Like to we eat. like to eat. I love eating. It's, it it's an amazing yeah. I love to give away food. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You, sure gave, do. you gave me uh, the rest of the chicken from Tuesday yeah, night. It wasn't I, very much. I, I felt like uh, but I stretched it into yesterday and, and you today. Shared. I shared you half sh- a <laughs> half a bite of one piece with my wife, with Alexis. Because you love her. I was like, I hope you know that this. That I love. I you love this you much. this much. I love you this much. Here's half a bite of one piece <laughs> but, of Jay's. And chicken. what did you ask me? <laughs> Am I a bad husband? And I said, no, could have given her none. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have. I thought about it. You did your best. I did. I did my best. <laughs> no, I seriously. I think did Lex my best. would be like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, my best. that's my best. Somebody else's best <laughs> maybe gives her two pieces. Yeah. <laughs> me, I gave her one. My half best of was piece. half of one piece. Um, and literally one. Mm. One eighth of a chicken thigh is what you gave her. I stand by that. Wow. And, love. Oh. and I, I'll, I'll tell you too, Eric. I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, at, at New Year's, well, he's looking know, at me right I'm now. I'm looking at you. <laughs> at New Year's, um, you made that buffalo chicken dip, and you gave Ooh. us this whole. I heard big heaping... best buffalo chicken dip ever. Is what I was. Well, told. I am what still I was told. eating that. <laughs> I had it for lunch today, and uh, it's so good. I, ha- I had your buffalo chicken dip from, from New Year's, and I had the rest of your chicken from Tuesday night, oh, and I man. was just just loving life so much. Wow. I heard <laughs> heard that was really good buffalo chicken dip from me, the guy who made it. 
Yeah. And it was your first time. <laughs> yeah. I followed the recipe really, really well. And I like how Jay, so Jay's really good at coming up with like how to compliment somebody. Cause I was like, I just followed the recipe and he's like, you didn't screw it up. Didn't yeah. screw it up. And I was like, you're right. I did not <laughs> screw it up. And it was awesome. <laughs> that's great yeah that's absolutely wonderful oh man that buffalo chicken dip yeah um i am back on the horse of eating better and i already feel better and uh wow, one- i wish that see i eat better than any, just about anybody i know yeah yeah whatever yeah but like, see, I, I don't was, go ah, i feel good about myself mm, yeah you know, it's like eh, well i don't I'm if fine. you didn't eat I necessarily right though, feel good feel about it. myself i just feel, feel physically better physically right. Better, right. whatever right whatever yeah, yeah. Now this you, is Brian. coming off the heels of uh, you, you, sounded, you sounded like Joe Pesci just there in in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Lethal Weapon three whatever whatever <laughs> whatever sorry whatever. anyways Eric yeah, you're uh, right story now. <laughs> no I uh, it's coming off the heels of like vacation and eating you know eating like yeah. your parents are away yep. you know like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can look around every want. meal you look over your shoulder <laughs> yeah. am I gonna get in trouble is that wrong it's Donald Happy Meal there, there's a there's a <laughs> six of them a tweet I saw the other day it was like when Whenever you're like buying snacks for a road trip, it should look like you gave a hundred dollars to a twelve year old kid. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's kind of ac- how I've been eating for the, for the past. Yeah. Do you know that when Rachel, when Rachel was growing up, and again she had no mom, and her dad was eccentric at best, pretty much. What well, doesn't matter, and he just wanted nothing to do with them. So they would, her, she and her brother Doug would get a cart, and their dad would get a cart to buy the groceries. And so they would just go through the grocery store and just fill it up with whatever they wanted and meet back at the register and check wow. out. Because he didn't care. Like, wow. I mean, that was, you know, you go, and of course we can make this all sad, like, oh, he didn't care about her. Because, well, he didn't really care about her. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't want to complain and he didn't want them to argue about the cart. So you got your own cart, filled it with all the crap you wanted. Wow. And they just checked out. How much is that grocery bill? <laughs> Money wasn't a problem with him. Love wow. was a problem oh, with yeah. him. Man. But yeah, so they would just fill it with, I mean, when I met her, her diet was like Dr. Pepper, uh, powdered, you know, sugar, powdered crunch, sugar, uh, orange Julius because she worked at the mall, and uh, oh, Pringles. Man. Wow. Delicious. Occasionally, SpaghettiOs. She's ah. come a long way. Oh, wow. Oh, she's come a long way. Well, yeah? She, yeah. SpaghettiOs. Shout out to Boothby. He loves some SpaghettiOs. Oof. <laughs> Um, I want to say it makes sense on the other hand it doesn't so I'll just say no you know what with Boothby it makes sense when I think about his lovely wife I go she'd never allow it (laughs) I don't think she really does right oh oh, there's a sad moment in your life when you're sneaking (laughs) SpaghettiOs can't let my wife see right out of the can it's tilted open not even heated up no no. (laughs) just cold (laughs) shoveling in (laughs) I have so much self condemnation (laughs) Bonus points. Oh man! And then she walks in, and he's like, I "Do what I want." <laughs> Are you watching porn? No, I mean spaghetti. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, oh, you should be even more shit." Right? I'd rather, I'd rather you watch porn. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Uh, uh man, that's good. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, and that's also kind of what's going on in my life. Um, yeah. Well, where did that lead to? I'm eating clean, so. I just feel good. And, yeah. uh, well, that was the story, Jay. Well, <laughs> and, you know, I am noticing like uh, more towards the end of the evening. I'm like, I kind of want to eat something. Yeah. I'm a little, a little snacky. I want a little something sweet. And, uh, and that's kind of, that's one of those hard things. Like when you're eating clean, like no, no sugar. I'm, I'm doing no to low sugar, <laughs> no to low grain. Right. Mm-hmm. So no to low. 
Yeah. That's a new word. Yeah. Notolo. So just because like it's it's so hard to avoid if you like it's either you go all in and go to Whole Foods and get organic everything and whatnot. So like just avoiding like I don't eat like ice cream at all. I don't eat anything like that. But I will put like a pump of <laughs> of uh, French vanilla creamer oh, in my in my coffee. Come on. But that's like the only sweet thing that I but have. That pump, bro. What? That pump's got a lot of sugar in it. So then for the re- that's in the morning for your coffee. Yeah. So the rest of the morning, your body's like, "Hey, should we burn off that fat?" <laughs> nah, we got the cream of mocha poop poop over there. Let's it's just work off of that. It's a process. It's a process. I'm not shaming you. Yeah, sure. I'm just telling you no, what I'm you're doing is ineffective. I'm going to talk about self <laughs> condemnation later on. You're um, not worthy of being thin, right? But, <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. I was going to no, say was, it always appreciate. It always makes me feel good when you start eating healthy and you're enjoying it because I, I, you know, I know the struggle that you've had yeah, and you still have, you know, with with food, with your weight. It is very much my drug. And so for me, it it, it gives me a sense of satisfaction that you're able to get on that horse, you know, when you want to do it and and that you're doing it. Yeah. Congratulations. You've done better. I have done better. Uh, And I love that, man. Yeah. And I'm the jerk saying, but you can still do better. <laughs> but I agree tr- with you, Brian. I am trying to get to the point where I'm doing like just cream. Now, have you ever done the hardcore, you do a little coconut uh, oil? For what? In your do coffee. you drink it? Oh, no, in your no. coffee. Yeah, it, well, it melts down. I, melts I, down. It's yeah. very barely, but it gives you a little sweetness, uh-huh. but it's a great It's fat, good for you. And it's good for yeah. you. I will try that. Mind you, I, I, I think we have like, six gallons at home. Rachel bought the wrong kind <laughs> once and I, it's in our pantry. And I'm like, can I not just throw this away? <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of the, the paleo type folks, yeah, they'll do that. Or they'll, you know, then they'll put like butter in. Yeah. I can't do the butter. No, you can't do butter. No, but what is that? Do bullet, butter. Bullet coffee? bullet coffee or whatever. Do butter. Do butter. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. Sorry, but not <laughs> to burst your bubble. What? Do butter. Yeah. No, hashtag. It, it went. That was hey, it. Back to the lobster, the mashed potatoes and the popcorn. It's all about butter. Uh, Do you like coffee? A vehicle oh, for like butter. butter. <laughs> right. Yeah. A vehicle for butter. Yeah. A vehicle. Um, but I also, Brian, want to echo that I love, like, maybe, like, I like it now, and I'm encouraging you now, but when, like, you look at him and you're like, he's lost some weight. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I've been working on it. And, like, and you see the momentum coming. Mm-hmm. That's exciting times. Yeah. yeah. So, may I say this? My lovely wife, Rachel, is looking out for your wife. Yeah. Because I mentioned it to her after our Jay's lunch. Jay's pointing at Eric right now. Yes. <laughs> Vigorously. That, um, <laughs> Often. How, you know, you're going to go back to eating clean. Yeah. And and now speaking of pointing, you know, Rachel's finger is famous. I mean, we yes. talk about do better. I, yeah, got, I got the finger on Tuesday night, the, the pointing finger. And I don't remember what it was, but I was like, uh-oh, I better pay attention. Finger. Yeah. Oh, right. Man, yeah. That's how that's how Not the middle finger. The, finger. the no, no, pointing no, no. finger. The pointing finger. And it wasn't Points. even like acu- as accusatory. Oh, it was, no, it, it could was be so like, like, that's right. This is the best thing ever. We should put that on the shirt, pointing finger. Um. I said, how you know your goal was to lose whatever it was, one point seven pounds a week. Per yeah, week. about the, yeah, yeah, one point seven. And two. she turned and pointed, and she said, "He knows that he can't lose more weight than Amy." And I was like, "She goes, yeah, I, no, I, he cannot lose more weight than Amy. Oh, so right? she can't be sitting there at the beach, not looking oh. like she wants to look, and have him be like, oh, look how trim I am.' He has got to stay. Well, I don't know if I'll ever say that." <laughs> Bazooka Joe is not worried (laughs) about running into you at the beach. Right. But uh, so that was an interesting way for her. She's like, and he knows to do that, right? I'm like, he will. (laughs) (laughs) We will make it a point to tell him. 
But so, right? you know, one of the reasons it makes me so happy and, and makes me gratified to see you doing well on a diet is because I've also seen you on the other side of that where you're just just so down on yourself. Again, the, the self-condemnation, you know, the, sure. the, the eating yourself alive, be, you know, no pun intended, yeah. you know, just, just killing yourself because you have eaten like crap and you know that that's, you know, constantly it's like a vicious circle for you. Yeah. You know, and that sucks to watch totally. you. So when you're, when you're on it, when you're in a place like this, again, I, I just can't overstate how much I want to celebrate that. Cause it's, it's amazing. I appreciate it. It's very encouraging. Very much so. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good talk. So we're, we're talk, devolving everybody. into King of the Hill here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, and that does transition to what's going on. Um, yeah. In our lives. And it's funny because just like you said, all of a sudden it's Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I've seen and talked to more people who have said, so like Christmas is over, huh? Right. You know, New Year's, it's over. Like it was Halloween yesterday. Yeah. And this isn't really even my point because I just would like to fill you in on some stuff. But, the fact that somebody once said, when you're five years old and you're waiting for Christmas, it's one fifth of your life away. You know, Christmas is over. You're oh, right. For the next Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's 20% of your life. You have to wait for the next. Wow. One. Yeah. You know, but for <laughs> me, it's one forty seventh. Yeah. So it's going to. And then and I've talked to some of our senior citizens and they're like, oh, yeah, it keeps speeding up. Yeah. So it's just an interesting observation on time. Yeah. That that's why it seems to go faster because it's less of your life each time. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, I've I've really noticed in the past five years, especially, it's like okay, now the now the leaves are going to change. Okay, now it's time for pumpkin spice. And it's it's very it's become almost very business like. You know, pumpkin. Like, pumpkin remember spice. pumpkin spice? That was such a big thing two months ago. <laughs> but like, it, it, even especially this year, and maybe it's just because I was so busy and traveling, and, and traveling in the tail end of this year. But it was like. I mean, I appreciated it as much as I possibly could. You know, I tried to take those moments every day where I appreciated the whole season because I, I just love from from um, Halloween to, you know, or even from like. Yeah, you know, the buildup is great. The, like the end of summer and the beginning of fall and you turn the heater on for the first time. And, you know, you have that whole that whole season is so fun to me. Yeah. But this year it was really like, OK, looking at my watch. Now it's time for this. OK, looking at my watch. Uh. And, and it went, you know, and it, it was special. But at the same time, I was like. I've done like 41 of these now, you know, and, yeah. and I don't know, man, like I'm only hope maybe, you know, maybe half my life, you know, I don't know, uh, through my life. And what's it going to be like when I'm 70, you know and I, I mean? I don't know. Right. But you're right. Like, it's just re- like you said about New Year's. It's relentless. Just relentless. Doesn't stop. Yeah. Doesn't stop. Um, I'm excited right now. We, uh, you know, I, we just I just got here from church and we started a new group in our church for people affected by family members with addiction. It's just a support group. And the beauty of it is it's started by a woman who's got a son who is an addict and another woman's helping her who's got, you know, one or two kids, you know, and there were 10 to 11 and, you know, I didn't want to go one, two, three, you know, around the room, women in this, in this room. And I, I mean, I walked in just to say hi and my heart broke immediately that there's so much pain. Yeah. But then also there was eight or nine of them don't even go to our church. And I knew them from the community, maybe most, but maybe two or three I didn't know at all. And just so humbled and blessed to be a part of that and, and yet so sad and yet so hopeful. Mm, yeah. and, and also so proud of Denise who's running it that she takes the hurt from her life, mm-hmm. has received some healing, has been comforted you know, through me and through others, and now just wants to, you know, her whole thing is, you you don't have to be alone. Yeah. 
and it's so often people dealing with family members with addiction sure. feel like nobody has it like I do. I yeah. can't share this story. And just so humbled to be a part of that. And, and last night I was with a, a grief share, the people that are running a, a program called Grief Share, which is a national program, not a sponsor. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Um, and there's nine people signed up for that. And most of them have never been to our church before. So it just, you know, we're, we're reaching out, we're loving people. And, um, I'm, I'm so grateful and humbled to be any last little part of that. You know, if we don't do anything else, we've done a good thing. It's great. So, fruits so I'm going to shut it man. down for the year. You know, I'm not even trying. We've, <laughs> we've, I've already done good things. You met your quota. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm banging it out. I'm going to take there a little you nap. <laughs> you know, and we, and we have another group that's, uh, you know, for, for widows and divorcees. And I don't know how much everybody listening knows about the Bible, but boy, he's got to have a, an affinity for the widow. Yeah. And so we've checked that box off too, you know, and, they, and so, you know, we got people that are loving them and it's just, I'm just honored and blessed and humbled to be a part of it. Well, it's you awesome. Know, it, it, and it, it is again, you know, kind of like what I'm saying with Eric, as far as seeing how encouraged I'm, I'm very encouraged to see how well Eric's doing with his eating mm-hmm. as a pastor and as kind of the facilitator of faith community church, it's been really, really cool for me to see, Coming when I when I first started coming, it was pretty bare bones. I mean, and there was already some momentum coming, you know. And but I remember going there even before you became the pastor. <laughs> it was it was pretty bare bones, you know. And there wasn't a lot of life. There wasn't a lot of activity. It just you know the church was just a building with a couple people that came. And to see the transformation over the past four years, and to know, you know, you work hard, but at the same time you also challenge other people to if this is what's on your heart, come and do it. And, right. but yet you facilitate it by giving, you know, the, the vehicle to be able to do that. And so that approach that you've, that you've allowed, you're not a control freak. You're not <laughs> trying to get involved with any of it, you know, no. um, you know, sometimes in fact, people, just the opposite, like some more control sometimes. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is like part of that letting it like kind of releasing it out into the atmosphere is you're not controlling it. So it's flourishing in a way that you could never do it if you could, if you tried to control it, right. you know, so it's become much bigger than, than you and it should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're just really playing your part in a humble way. And so, you know, f- I, I, I did just want to acknowledge that for you that I appreciate that so much to see the life, to know what's going on there, to know how many lives are being changed. You know, we've, we've allowed another church to come in, in the evenings. Um, you know, they didn't really have a place to go. So now they're coming and, um, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's cool. You know, it's just, it's, it's very cool to see and to be a part of indirectly. Mm-hmm. No, and I appreciate you appreciating that. Um, and I'm, I, I'm as, it's a good point that you point that out because I love the fact that I'm not running these groups. Yeah. You know, and I've just set it up and I'll just like you said, facilitate it. I, I had a friend who was a worship leader at a church and he said people would always come up to him and say, do you know what you should do? And they would always say, you know what you guys should do? I love when people start like that. Here's what you should Here's do. Here's what you should do. Oh, okay. The and to is. his credit, he would say, how can I help you do that? Yeah. And they would always say, well, I don't. Do yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm grateful that I now have people that are like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, God put this on my heart and, and, and God bless her. And I'll blow up Denise again. She said to me, I, I don't know if you'd want this here in the church mm-hmm. and I, this ministry. And I'm like, well, what is it? And she told me to support group for people with addicts. And, and as a good leader would, I, I shamed her. Mm-hmm. And I right, said, sure. Why would you think 
I wouldn't want that. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I said, this is exactly what I want, yeah. you know, and, and encouraged her. And, and it's just, I'm, that's what I said, as I'm as excited about as anything else that I'm not doing it. You know, I, I said last night to the grease share ladies, do you want me to be there? Do you definitely not want me to be there? Or do you not care? Yeah. And they said to me, you know, I've been to several of these and I've never had a lead pastor even say hi. Yeah. Mm. And I said, well, how about I show up for the first yeah. week and greet about, everybody? I'm sorry for that. And yeah. <laughs> and and they said, that would be great. And I said, because if I come every week, I said, I could see where that would be. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not intimidating, I don't think. Sure. That might be intimidating for somebody that the pastor's here. Yeah. And I right. said, I got to act honest. a certain way because right. of the stigma the of being a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, and the other part of it is. I'll probably try to lead it by the third episode. <laughs> so, and it would be horrible for me to not lead it. I'm not a good follower. Yeah. So, I'm not. I'm just going to go greet everybody and go from there. Well, I always, I always thought it was a really good vision of you of, you know, empowering and and encouraging and facilitating people so that we're not the church that is blank ministry. Like we're not the homeless ministry we're not the food bank ministry we're not the hey go there for the healing ministry right yeah there are a ton of people that do a ton of different ministries because that's who they are and what they do and that's what you've made it out to be and that's what it's turning into and it's fantastic i think it's awesome yeah well that's a lot about me and it's one of my favorite topics but what's (laughs) going on with you You? guys (laughs) yeah what's going on with you i like i the the eating thing was kind of my what's going on in my life right now. I, um, man, other than Maggie, it's like all Maggie. All the sure, time. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think for me, it's um, it's a lot of work, and you know, I, I've never really been that guy that's like, oh, work. Um, I mean, I love, I like to work. I'm glad that I have a job where I can work hard. Um, you know, I've, but but I'm in a place right now where I've got a lot of definition, and um, I mean, in I'm, your abs. I'm, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, there too, but uh, in general, in work, you know, I feel like I'm killing it right now, and it's it, it's it's very gratifying. Yeah, you know, to know that. And um, but the other thing is, uh, a lot of it's the dog, the new dog, Chalupa. 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 Hashtag What did Chalupa eat? Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, oh, it might, it might become a segment. <laughs> this segment brought to you by What did Chalupa eat? Uh, or yeah, she um. <laughs> Got into some uh, chapstick, and her breath smelled like chapstick for a good solid oh, half wow. the day. Yeah, and dogs have had worse breath. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, but she's. Yeah. List, some, some give goodies. me some of the list. It's not just chapstick for dogs anymore. Oh. Uh, chapstick. Ethan's Why do I know probably, we're gonna end up getting a phone call from like PETA or the Humane Society, <laughs> and they're gonna take Chalupa away from you? Uh, well, Ethan's felt it pretty hard. Ethan's felt what? Chalupa, the effects of Chalupa. Chalupa's wrath. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> his con- his. His uh, PlayStation controller, his um, his phone, uh, his phone's <laughs> completely dead. Um, that's that was, awesome. But basically, it used to be attached to his body, and right. now he, he can't even use it. Um, I gotta get a dog. Insulation. <laughs> insulation. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was cleaning out one of my crawl spaces, and this little piece of insulation came off. It, 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 like, oh, cotton candy. All right. Let's yeah. So I, I put I threw it in the garbage, <laughs> and we came home from church, and and she had gotten into the insulation. My my inhaler, my asthma inhaler. Uh, that's cool. that's gone. Give a little, yeah. yeah well, no, she didn't penetrate the actual cartridge. It was yeah. more just the the uh, the plastic. Yeah. Oh, now uh, you're sitting there trying to put your thumbnail like on the thing to get it to come out. Yeah. No, I just I, I just threw it away because it was uh it was beyond hope. Yeah. Uh, now the EPA's coming after us because you're getting rid of aerosol stuff. We're doomed. Um, Abby's uh, set of 
pens and markers um, all over the place. Awesome. So, on carpet or no? Um, on carpet, but like we 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 kind of have carpet that we don't really care about upstairs. So uh, I'm not real worried about that. There's like <laughs> nail polish on it and uh, whatever. So it doesn't. We're gonna tear it out at some point. But uh, so you know, Chalupa. It's that's been a lot of. You know, kind of what like a good I brought her over to your house yesterday and just let her run around the backyard. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Hammond Dog Park. That's right. The Hammond Dog Park. But Open um, for anyone who would. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing about Chalupa is she's been sleeping in our bed. And so I've kind of been like, <laughs> I'm doing well at work. But then at the same time, I'm not sleeping well at all because of Chalupa. But I also, I, like the past week, my back's hurt really bad. Yeah. So I've, I've gone to the chiropractor a couple of times. So yeah. it's like either... Chalupa is getting me up or I'm, I'm rolling over and my back stiff as a board. And I'm just like, this is awesome. So, I'm, I'm uh, loving every minute of this. <laughs> I almost feel like I have another child again, like for <laughs> the, whatever reason. The not dog guy. Oh, man. Well, Living the dream. Hey, I mean, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Be like a jerk about it? And... No, not at all. No, not at all. But like, I love like I'm totally su- su- I'm surprised that you're letting her sleep in your bed. I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what else to do. Like, like we, we don't, we don't have a crate. Well, but I'm surprised you just weren't like you're sleeping in the basement. That's where you're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, she, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. I have no I know, defense. I I, I, she popped up on the bed the I first night. And Brian, here, here's terrible comfort. <laughs> she popped up on the bed and you're like, okay, this it's is over. Well, like I, I was like, it was one of I'm these powerless things. powerless to stop. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was, I'm so tired. All right. I guess this is going to be a thing. <laughs> So it's uh, so good. Uh, I, I mean, love it. What are you I, love do? It. I have a, a close family friend who at one point in time, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to estimate, I'm going to guess under, it was at least three kids in bed with he and his wife every night of the week. Wait, three For how kids? many years? Wait. Oh, couple at least. Oh my god. Three goodness. of their children. Their own children. I mean, let's, yeah. let, there's nothing illegal. Yeah. But um, right. it was like five, it was like, it was like six, four and two year olds. <laughs> no thanks. And, and, and like the, the wife was on board with it. And two he, king beds or and something? He, nope. <laughs> and he was just like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, it almost became a Michael Scott thing, you know. <laughs> oh, that's my area yeah. down there. Yeah. But, you know, so the fact that you let one dog in, now yeah. we're not supposed to come say, oh, others have it worse. That's why it's bad comfort. Right, right, right. Because I still feel bad that you have a dog in between you and your wife and screwing your back up. Oh, there could be. Nah, she's like, but I don't it think could it's be worse is terrible comfort. Let's just get that out there. Oh, it could be worse. Oh, it could be. It could be much worse. Yes. But you could have your cat of 17 years pass away. Yeah. Which is why you have a puppy. Exactly. Could be worse. That is something we do need to get into. And I'm anxious How to, to get comfort into. How to comfort. What yes. is good comfort. And what is bad comfort. Oh, there's oh, some bad yeah. comfort out there. And That's it'll right. ruin every time somebody tries to comfort you. <laughs> yep. You know, Eric, I know just how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's the granddaddy of them all. Oh, well, man. In trying to comfort, that's yeah. the granddaddy of them all. But I do love Chalupa, and I can see how uh, you were swooned into letting her uh, just kind of hang out and it, snuggle up to you guys. You're like, normally I'm swooned. Normally, I'm on, <laughs> normally I'm, to- I'm on top of stuff like this, but I'll, like, I'm just kind of like looking around going, what the heck happened here? Meanwhile, Lex is like, get here? what the heck? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She is loving it because <laughs> it's like her dream come true right now is is what's happening. And so... Um, Alexis, you, you did well, <laughs> whatever you did, you did it well. She did better. She did better. <laughs> she did much better. She did. Oh man. And she doesn't have to feel bad about it cause there's no hurts involved, but right. far too often our yeah. lives are filled with hurts and those hurts go places. Yeah. And we've talked about how, you know, a hurt by the way is an emotional need that's not met or taken from you. Yep. And we've talked about how it can go first to anger. And 
again, it's not necessarily sequential at all. And each of us experience different amounts of these things, but we definitely experience one of these four. The first few episodes ago being anger. Second one being fear. The third is guilt, which is what we talked about last week. And this week it's a little sneaky. And, and for some people, it doesn't even apply. You know, you might have a little bit of anger. You might have a little bit of guilt, you know, whatever else. But if, if you don't experience self-condemnation, it makes no sense to you. Mm-hmm. And the way I think the best way to understand is when you're guilty, when you feel guilty, you feel like the hurt is your fault. It's your fault. Your need didn't get met or your need was taken from you with self-condemnation. It's a step before that. And it's, I don't even feel worthy to have that need met. I, I'm not a good enough person. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, I don't qualify to have that need met. And that is really in a lot of ways, and it, it's not a conscious thought. You know, you don't walk around thinking that. Right. You just simply feel that. Yeah. And that's really where, where I was. It's, it's a little bit involved with shame and in a lot of ways undue shame. Like not, you know, like I just, I've been... I've been hurt in my life or you, you experienced trauma as a child. And so the only thing that makes sense in the deep recesses of your brain is I'm just not a quality person. And so therefore, why would I get a mother that doesn't beat me or a father that doesn't abuse me? Like, this is just normal. I'm not good enough for love. I'm not good enough to be happy. I'm not good enough to be secure. And it's a really scary, dark place for, for a lot of people. Um, and I existed there for a good bit, and it was born out of a thing that they call enmeshment. Yeah, you, you um, touched on this last week. You right. said we were going to get into it. Yeah. I was very curious to hear what that is. And it's sort of, there's two ways, maybe general categories that you can deal with trauma. And one is detachment. And that's where you just become completely numb. What? That's me. That's my, that's my side of things. I said what because he smiled from me ear to ear. He's like, oh, I know that. I'm the yep, one. That's me. Right. I, I, I didn't do real good with guilt last week, so you say, you're saying, yes, I can identify <laughs> with that. Detachment. I'm all about that. All right. It's dead to me. Well, the, the opposite is enmeshment. And a simple way to look at that is having a role thrust upon you that is not yours. And the way it was described to mm. me was the guy said he used to have, when he was a child, say 10, 11, 12 years old, really, and this isn't gross at all. And this is why I like this way of explaining it. Yeah. He said he would have these long conversations with his mother and it would be about anything, the latest book that he read, how was school today, anything like that. And he said it would be great and it would be engaging and it would be his mom entering his world and, and, and her appreciating him and everything would be great. And then at the end she would go, you know, this was great. I just wish I could talk to your father like this. Yeah. And he said yeah. it just, you know, yeah. Boom. Like, well, what good am I? Well, no, but it just felt icky. Like, yeah. Why am I supposed to, why am mm. I meeting this need of yours? Mm. And so I must not be a good enough son if I'm supposed to be part of your father. And it's confusing. Right. Yep. And so you don't understand what your role is. Now, the, the other extreme example is incest. Mm-hmm. You know, your role is not the sexual partner of a family member. Right, right. And so I must not be good enough in what I am that I'm being forced to do this. Mm. And the way it manifests, and I I touched on this last week, was for me was being the go-between between between my mother and my father. And my mother would say when they were separated, ask your father for a check. And my dad would say, I'll give you, tell your mother I'll give you a check when I get the money. Yep. Now, what's funny, funny. <laughs> oh, these hurts of mine. Let me tell you. <laughs> but um, it's what it does is it makes you insecure in your role 
any role you have in life mm -hmm. moving forward. And really to this day, and I've done a lot of healing. I've had a lot of comfort attached to a lot of my hurts, but I don't feel like I'm a good husband. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like right. I'm a good dad. Now, cognitively, I am unbelievable. Right. You're blown I, out of the water. I'm a great dad. Yeah. I'm a great husband. Right. Yeah. But in my heart, I'm like, oh, I suck. I'm not that good. I, yeah. I wish I was better. I'm not that. Mm -hmm. And that's because, well, clearly I wasn't a good enough son because I had to take on these extra roles to prove my worth in my family. Yeah. Um, in that time period. And, and I, and also, um, what a lot of people do, I wanted to make sure to add this is they keep their secrets. You know, I, I talked about the, the addiction support group that we have in our church right now. And, a, and a, a typical line they have is you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you keep a, you know, your own little secrets in. And I love to preach about that and everything else, because I know there's maybe 10% of the people that are like, well, I have no secrets. And, <laughs> you know, and the other 90 are like, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, monologue. and for some people, it's like I snuck a can of SpaghettiOs last week. <laughs> you know, and other people are like, you know, I killed six children in my basement right now. But whatever your secret is, other people will then say to you, "Oh, you're a good person. Yeah, you're a great guy. Oh, you're the best." And inwardly, what are you saying? Oh, if you only knew. Oh, I suck. Right. If you only knew the real me. Yeah. And so you beat yourself up. Yeah. And you beat yourself up so that all the blessing and all the truth that people come to you doesn't matter because you know the real truth, which is most likely a lie mm -hmm. because we all sin. We all fall short of the right. glory of God. Right. Your sin's yours. My sin's mine. And God's grace covers it all. When I was learning all this, the guy said to me, Jay, your self-condemnation is alarming. And I was like, why, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked on it. I've years. always strived to. Uh... <laughs> and this is right after he said to Rachel, you know, you can tell me anything. You know, I've heard the worst of the worst in sure. these walls. And then I tell him that and he's like, this is alarming. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Jay, when you go home tonight, back to the hotel, we were in Texas. He said, I want you to make a list of all the things you're, uh, that you're happy for, not happy for that you're, that you appreciate yeah. things that you've been blessed by Yeah, gratitude. He said, gratitude the is the antidote for self-condemnation. And I said to him, won't work. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, that's what works. And I said, no, it won't work. And he goes, okay, why? And I said, because I'm going to look at that list and say, look at all these things I've been blessed by. And Why do I deserve yet this? I'm still such a jerk. Yeah. And he was, he started to cry. He teared up and he said, Jay, mm. my heart's broken for you. Yeah. And I eventually got there, believe it or not, watching Biggest Loser mm. because I saw these people and I was like, I'm glad I don't struggle with that. And then we were watching Intervention. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm really glad I don't struggle with that. And, yeah. then, and it's sort of twisted yeah. because I'm sort of saying, I'm glad I'm not yeah. that guy. Right. Sure. But I was like, well, I am grateful that, okay, I've got my struggles. Yeah. It could always be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not good. Come on. Um, but that's sort of the self-condemnation thing that like, okay, I mm -hmm. do have my sin, but I am grateful that I mm -hmm. don't have this mm -hmm. and that I, and then I have those things to deal with and that's okay. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get better at that. Yeah. Um, but it is something that I have, I've struggled with for a long time and I'm getting better. And, and again, I'm getting better as I heal yeah. from yeah. some of the hurts. Do you identify with any of that at all? Oh man, totally. Well, I think I think a lot of people like you know you're. I think the part that what you just said stuck for me is is the secrets. You know, like ninety percent of people have have secrets, and I mean, 
it's the air a lot of people breathe you know you're living in this in this place of it does become this vicious cycle like you're doing such a great job at this but if you only knew you're do you know and 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 then what you said about the gratitude being the antidote for self-condemnation you know that it, for me, gratitude is something I try to practice all the time, you know, and, and maybe unconsciously, I don't know how much it's warded off, you know, that, that I have never really had to deal with right. because I, I've chose to see gratitude, you know, and the other thing for me, because I don't think I struggle with it very much, um, the self-condemnation, because again, for me, it comes back to who does God say that I am? You know, I keep, I, I, I'm probably going to That's like, wonderful. It, it keeps coming back to that. Like, like. Yeah, you know, I, I struggle with the things that I struggle with. And yeah, it sucks. And I wish I didn't do some of the things that I struggle with. But at the end of the day, that doesn't define me. That's not who I am. You know, it's it's through Jesus' death on the cross. I'm free. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't if he doesn't see me like that. Who are you? Why should I see myself like that? You know, one of the things that I, 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 when I first met Alexis, um, we didn't know each other, you know, very well. We had already decided we were going to get married, but we were still trying to, you know, we did a long distance thing. We were still trying to figure out um, who we were, you know, and where we were going and, and whatnot. And I, I was telling her some things about my past and and expecting her to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've done some of those things, too. And <laughs> and she didn't. And she was like, she, but she but she turned to me and, and she was like, well, if has God forgiven you for those things? I said, yeah. She said, well, if God's forgiven you for those things, who am I not to? And there was such a freedom in that. And that's totally. always stuck with me. Yeah. You know, because it's been like St. Lex. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> that, that, that's so unbelievably um, supernatural. I mean, who says, you know, so, so like that, that's always stuck with me. So for me, again, I don't, I don't think I deal, you know, kind of like with the guilt, I don't necessarily deal with it because I, I do try to find my identity in God in, in what, who, who Jesus says I am and in the forgiveness that was given to me on the cross. And I cling to that. I have to cling to that because otherwise I'm going down that hole. Well, but and it is supernatural. Like what you're talking about is like, it's, it's not heard of anymore. And it's kind of like, it's one of the things that I don't like live in fear, but it's one thing that I'm like scared about in the time that we're a part of right now in history of people. If, if you're famous and you said something 10 years ago, if you said something right now, or whatever. You're done. You're done. You are done. You are going to be. most Italian you've ever sounded. You are done. done. You're dead You're to done. me. Um, I went to Labriolas this week. So oh, there you go. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Labriolas. You got your um, Italian card now. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to be digitally crucified and yeah. your career is over and you should feel all the shame in the world and you're never going to be able to work again and you're never going to make any money and you're going to be like, it's like, it's incredible. So, and, and it makes my heart hurt that like we're. There's, I don't feel like there's a lot of grace or forgiveness oh, well, or anything do, right now. Do you, know? do you think, Jay, that it's a coping mechanism to compare yourself to other people? Like, oh, look at what an idiot that guy is and what an idiot he said, you know, the thing that he said, well, so that you can feel better about yourself? I that's mean, is why that... uh, Live PD exists. Interesting. You go to Live PD instead of cops. Well, you had referenced Live PD. Ah, well, that's why. I think last week. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> not best that guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, sure, it is. We do that. We certainly say, well, it, it, as a defense tear other mechanism, people down to build ourselves up. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for heaven's sakes, that was well, me six through eleventh grade. I don't know if that's really tearing them down, though. Like, it's not like it's also deflection. It's deflection. Look at how bad deflection. they are. Right. I'm not as bad as that guy. Right. Right. Well, tearing down this... will be like like what I was referring to of like. Oh, you said this. We're gonna destroy you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Well, and now we don't want to go too deep, but there was a phrase I heard on the No Agenda podcast, which was, you are what you accuse me of. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. a reverse psychology right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of what our society is built on right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but you you talked, when I said, do you guys experience this? And you were like, no, I'm Mr. Anger Guy. And, and Eric, you were like, yes. Well, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, finally, yeah, we're yeah. at this. This yeah, is me. You, <laughs> we are at that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to overtake it. No, uh, no. I thought, no, that was no, absolutely fine. Through that. Yeah. Um, no, I am absolutely. And we've talked about this already on the show. Um, but if you haven't, uh, listen to some previous episodes one of my things is i i just feel inferior at work sometimes like i feel like i don't belong because i don't have the degree i don't have the marketing degree i don't have this i don't have that and i'm surrounded by incredibly smart people that do and are much better more more well-spoken than i am and all of them are going do i belong here i don't know if i belong here (laughs) and uh i don't know about that i I work with some confident people um (laughs) But in that arena, but in the rest of their life, there's, right, yeah, you, sure, there's guaranteed right. an area. I, I will say that I, I, I'm probably more confident in other places, but you know, and then there's, there's, I don't deserve this home. I don't deserve my incredible wife. I, you know, I don't deserve the most beautiful, gorgeous, perfect daughter that I've ever seen. You know, like there's all these things that I am incredibly grateful for, but I am a sinner and I do like, like Jay, you were talking about, you think about like your sin and like, you. Oh, why do you think you're so good enough for all this stuff? You know? And, and, um, and I, I honestly don't know where it comes from. That's like, that's often my, like, I don't know where it comes from, but, um, uh, but I, it is my main, my main feeling or my, where my hurts do go. Um, so more than anger, more than fear. I, yeah, I, w- I would say I go probably from anger to, to, to self-condemnation. I bypass. Oh, I hate you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> yeah. mean to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so hateful. I'm the worst person in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. I suck. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I get hot and then I go, oh, yeah. I'm so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I've, I've seen that that arc with you. I, I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, but now that we've identified it, it's pretty interesting <laughs> to look back on some of the times where I've seen you. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but. You know, it's a lot of what you guys have said of like focusing on good things. And there's a lot of times where like I'll I'll, at night when I'm like falling asleep, one of the things I do is I'll think about the things I'm really thankful for. Or I'll try to think about something that happened that day that I'm really grateful for or something like that. Just to kind of like reassure myself that I am who God says I am and I'm not, you know, my, the, you know, the the uh sacrifice of, of jesus and and his blood covers my sin completely and i can live and rest in that and be free in that um and but sometimes man sometimes satan just doesn't you know he just or the enemy or whatever you want to what want to call it creeps in and 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 makes you feel inferior and it's 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 crazy and and i don't think a lot of christians talk like that you know, they, like there's a lot. Of, oh, you just rely on the Lord. You know, and, you know that, and it's like, well, yeah. you're not going to no, be I'm, making this presentation tomorrow in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah. You know? and who am I to think that I could do this? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's the that's the part. And that, you know, not to keep bringing it back to Jesus, but that's the that that is why we celebrate, and that is why we, you know, believe what we believe because without that, we have no hope. We yeah. have no confidence. We are filthy, disgusting human beings. And you know, I I 
that's why I cling to it, you know? I think one mm. thing we're going to talk more about comfort in the coming weeks and how to, and sadly, how not to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is how to. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of how not to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think uh, something that obviously the three of us haven't really identified with, but I think is a great illustration of self-condemnation are battered women. Mm-hmm. Because how often do people say, why do you stay with him? Why do well, you know what is yeah. their fault and they should just leave and they should just this, that, and the other thing. And you're too good for him. Get yourself and forget all the safety aspects and all the practical reasons why they don't leave, you know, forget even the extreme of the battered women, but think of the, the women and men in relationships that are just not good for them. Right. You know, that's like, you look and you're like, bro, you could do so much better or sweetie pie. You could do so much better. Well, I guarantee you, if you go backwards, short term, previous relationships, but really back to probably some trauma early in life, I'm not worthy of good love. So why would I, why would I risk this? And, you know, and then you get into all the cognitive stuff and the psychotherapy stuff of why they would then find the exact same thing again. And it's just this deep rooted self condemnation of I'm not worthy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. And this might be a little bit of a sidebar, but I was watching parks and rec today. Well, that, that would explain the smile on your face. Cause here I am talking about battered women and I look over at Brian and he's like, <laughs> well, I was watching parks and rec and Ron Swanson, oh, Ron Swanson. He, he has Tammy one and Tammy two. Those oh, are his yeah. two ex wives. Yeah. And when he's with either of them, he becomes a different personality with yes, Tammy, yeah. with Tammy two. He's like this weird sex crazed, you know, crazy maniac yes. guy braids yeah. his hair, whatever. Um, but with, with right. Tammy one, <laughs> he becomes this neutered He like shaves his mustache yes. and he's real docile yeah. and just like this goofy, okay, everything swell. Everything. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But like, it's so fascinating because they it, like, I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but they get into like, oh yeah, Tammy one, my wife was also my candy, the candy striper at my hospital who delivered me. And then she was also my Sunday school teacher. And like, yeah. you talk about enmeshment, right? you know, and it's like this whole pattern of like, yeah. wrong. Swanson's life and it just for him to change character when Tammy one comes around you know but it's so true of of so many of right us. it's 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 a ridiculous mm-hmm. exaggeration of yes. a perfect example yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, as totally. many faces and and I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that telling your story telling you know the story of your hurts and having somebody be able to comfort you is really the only way these are going to be minimized or changed you can understand them you can identify them all you want but if there isn't good comfort attached to your story, mm. you're still going to dwell in these places and it's still going to affect you long term. So, again, somebody totally. that really deals with self-condemnation, how do you I mean, how do you how do you start the, the to, you know, that curve to get out, to get out of that that cycle? Well, a lot of it is. I mean, it's getting into a group of, you know. Well, at least being with one trusted loved one. I sense a theme here when we're talking about how to heal from things. It's it's people. It's people. That you trust. It's relationships. Yeah, it is relationships. And we go all the way back to the fact that, you know, whether you believe it or not, you're a child of a triune God, a Trinity, that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A community within itself. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're not an island. We were meant to be in relationship. Right. And that's really the way that healing occurs and why we're doing what we're doing in this podcast is so that people can learn how to be that loving person to somebody else and how to listen and how to comfort. And I think uh, piggybacking because it's a reoccurring theme is like, oh, how do you heal that hurt? 
you find people that can heal that hurt for you, be open, honest and vulnerable with them and then talk, like have these conversations and, and how to comfort. But I think one thing to point out is, um, I can't always comfort Amy, you know, me being her husband, like I can always speak comfort to her and, and, and all that. But sometimes I feel like your wife, Rachel, your wife, Alexis could comfort her so much better because they're a woman and they've been where she's been and they can be much more relatable. Right. Like I can definitely comfort her and she definitely I was gets say, I would stop short of saying you can't. Yeah, right, right. Others can as well. Other. Yeah. And, and it, I, and it's very important that, that we don't, it's not, it's just, I think it's, it's, it's important that we spread it as, as much as you can. Like our friend circle is amazing because of that, you know? Yeah. And again, you know, that's, that comes back for me. Like right now, as you're talking, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the gratitude because I'm like, we have, you know, it's almost like a diamond. There's different sides to it. And every which way you look there, you're going to see a little bit of a different thing. And with our, with our friends, you know, if, if Amy or, or if one of us has a particular kind of hurt or a particular kind of, Hey, th- like you can't comfort this, but within our friend circle, you can probably go have that conversation with the person that's going to. Yeah. And it, you know, that gives me comfort. That gives me, I stand in awe of that because like you, you know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't do this. How did I get put in this situation? How do I have these, you know, like like it's God's grace. And, you know, but I I guess my question would be, what, what about people that don't, that don't know where to begin? I mean, the natural thing, Oh, I'll go to the bar. I'll find, I'll find somebody at the bar. I'll go, you know, how does somebody that's, that's, that's listening to this, that, you can completely not relate to what we're saying. Oh, go find somebody that's going right. to help. You know, like, how do you do that? For me, I would say it's it's two things. One, it's be that person. Be that person, and you'll attract that people. Be that person. Teach other people. You yeah. know, as much as we are a very informal podcast, if you really take notes and you listen to what we're talking about, you're going to make a, a, a change in somebody else's life. And you yeah. might be sitting there thinking, I have nothing to offer. I am mm. so hurt. I'm so wounded. I, I, I am so needy right now. Let me tell you this. There's somebody lower than you. Yeah. I don't mean feel better about yourself. I'm saying there's always somebody that you can love yeah. who needs you more than you could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, when I when I did Young Life, I would always tell kids, you know, everybody in youth ministry says, reach out to your friends. And every high school kid has like two friends, maybe. So they ask them right, one month is, yeah. and then they're done. And they right. keep saying, so I would say, invite somebody else. I said, there's always somebody lower than you on the social scale. You yeah. think you're the biggest nerd in the school. Uh, yeah. There's the paste eating kid. You know, <laughs> carries a briefcase with nothing in it. You can go <laughs> to that kid and invite him. Same thing. No matter how much you're hurting. And by the way, I apologize to everybody who eats paste and carries mm-hmm. an empty briefcase. It tasted pretty good. In well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I had pasted my briefcase. The windows, the windows on the bus were really good when you licked them. Right, too. right, right. Wow. As it is, there's always somebody who's hurting more than you. And so if you start to be that person for them, they will just like, you know, anything else will say, how do you know this? And you can build that. Here's the other thing I will tell you. And I, and I mean this more than people that are listening to this would imagine. It's not ideal, but we can be that for you. You can share your hurts with us. Yeah. Right in, you yeah. know, when, when Trey, uh, my son had cancer, people would send me private messages on Facebook. Oh, praying, praying, yeah. praying, and, and, and I appreciated the prayers, yeah. but people that would say, tears are running down my face as I type this, mm-hmm. I would cry mm-hmm. and I would be comforted because yeah. they're there with you because they're feeling yep, they're, right. they're joining me in my emotion. And yep. so I'm serious. Send us a private message. Yeah. Send us a post 
and, and we'll, we'll join you in your pain. That's, it's what we're good at and, and we'll be that for somebody. But for, you know, if you don't want to be that open, honest and vulnerable, start to be that for somebody else. Yep. Speaking of that, somebody did, did reach out to us. Yes. Yep. Emma. Emma. Um, shout out to Emma. She Emma. wrote an email to us. Um, and I'm just going to read it like we did last week's. Uh, Emma writes, hey there, enjoying the podcast so far. I would love to hear <laughs> so and potentially contribute, which we uh, we have talked about in future shows, starting yes. to involve people, maybe calling in or coming on site here in the Hammond studio, but uh, to an episode in on Rome. helping kids in the area of emotional needs. I think this is fantastic. I think, you know, we talked about this, Jay, of like me being a new parent, me being set up to win with being able to meet emotional needs from the get-go is Sounds pretty pretty good to me, so I'm excited that um, Emma's writing in about this. Um, she says, I have three kids, four, two, and ten months, and really, really want to give them the best environment possible and see them thrive in this area. It's certainly a daunting task when my husband and I are both trying to sort through our own past and present hurts, failures, etc. I'm sure we aren't the only ones who feel that way. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, Emma. I can assure you. That you are not alone in this. I think... Um, I would say she's in the minority because she's actually thinking about it. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yes. No, that's absolutely. You know, yep. Totally. There's only a few people who are like, how can I meet my kid's emotional needs? Yeah. Let alone your yeah. husband's. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. There ain't too many. Yeah. And so you were to be applauded, Emma. That's, that's the beginning of it right there to me is that it's just the awareness of it. Yeah. You know, just, just the, the constantly having it in the forefront of your mind and then... Because, uh, I mean, it's something that Alexis and I have always, ever since, you know, we started on this whole path, it's, we got to introduce this, you know, into our... And it's in incredible to watch your kids and how they get it. Yeah. And we've made jokes about how other members of your family less so, but, <laughs> yeah. but it is amazing how, I mean, Ethan and, and Abby both, I mean, just, they're like, oh yeah, this emotional need, sure, that one, yeah. 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 You know, and whatnot. It's been incredible. And I think as a parent, you have to remember that you're, you know, you're ahead of your kids. And even if you're dealing with all of your stuff still, this, the, your kids have no idea what you're dealing with, you know, to, 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 to most of a, most of the time. Um, you know, not saying that you're trying to hide it from your kids, but at the same time, um, you know, you've got to meet your kids where they are while you continue to deal with your own things. And you've, you've got to be consistent with them, meeting them where they are. Uh, and just, again, being aware of it and being in tune with it and um, just putting it into practice, I think, on a consistent basis for me is, is what I've done with, with my kids. For me, I think the, the first encouragement I would have is to become as well-versed with the emotional needs. Um, so that you are an expert in what the emotional needs are. And then, you know, you, as a mom, Emma, you have, you know, just inherent instincts. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be able to watch their behavior and to be able to see. And so the more that you have the tools in your mind of, okay, what be, what is that behavior? What emotional need is being manifest? Can you give an example of that? Sure. Um, you know, uh, so, uh, I mean, some of them are, are stinkingly obvious. You know, your kid's afraid of dogs. Your kid's afraid of screaming and crying at night. Okay, well, that's the emotional need of, oh, I don't know, security. Mm -hmm. You know, or they're misbehaving. Um, but, okay, here's an example. And we'll go with the four-year-old comes up to you and says, Mommy, look what I draw. Look what I drew. I drew this picture for you. Well, you could very easily go, honey, I'm busy right now. I'm feeding yeah. your other your other son or your, my, your other son or daughter, your, other, <laughs> your brother. Um, 
but that might be needing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the need of approval slash blessing. Mm-hmm. That, oh, what I do is important. You're my daughter and this is important mm-hmm. and this is great. Or encouragement. Oh, yeah. you're a good painter. So right there, it could be two different things. Mommy, am I important too? Because you're feeding Joey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am I important too? So she might need that. You're my sweet daughter and you're a great artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're important to me. So that's the need of approval or blessing. Yeah. Or... I'm terrible at drawing. Mm-hmm. No, honey, you're really good at it. Whereas you go, well, maybe you'll be good at sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. The, or it's, is it, a, you know, the attention seeking behavior, you know, where they're making a mess when they know not to, or the wetting the bed. Yeah. You know, well, is that a bowel problem, a bladder problem, or are they just seeking attention? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, again, I would be really well versed and just learn and ask questions and look at it. Um, but also as they grow in their vocabulary to talk about it, uh, we had a situation that could be a do better, um, but I've been told not to talk about it. Okay, so probably I'm going shouldn't to have. generally talk about it. <laughs> so we had a situation at Bella's school where a leader of a something didn't handle something well. And Sounds like we're talking about a mafia hit. And Mama Bear <laughs> got real hot. Oh, Rachel yeah. was like, I mean, yeah. she said he has to do better or she, yeah. um, they, but, and she's like, oh, I, and, and Bella was, maybe just, that's when I got the finger in my face on Tuesday <laughs> could have been. And Bella was mortified. She's like, mom, mom, just send an email. Please don't. She goes, no, I, no, I will talk to them when I see them and they will know that they should have done this better. And so the next morning on the way to school, I said, Bella, I said, you know, with mommy being upset about how that all went down, I said, um, how do you feel about that? She's like, not good, not good. <laughs> I said, okay, I can definitely see your need for security being taken from you in this moment because you're afraid the spotlight's going to be on you mm. and it's your mom yep. that did this. Yep. I said, but is there any way that you sort of feel this this sense of belonging that, that mommy's daughter is not going to be hurt this way and that mama bear is taking care of her mm-hmm. her daughter? And that, yeah, so said, you're trying that, to show her the flip side. And I'm trying yep. to say, did, did, you, did that meet any need for mm-hmm. you there? Yeah. And, and she did say, she goes, a little. I said, so if, if you were more secure and knowing that mommy wasn't going to blow up your spot, you'd be able to receive better the fact that, man, because, you know, Rachel pushes Bella and Rachel teaches Bella a lot and yeah. they are mother daughter. And yeah. so I wanted to really amplify this time where she's not saying you did anything wrong and I'm going to protect you. Yeah. yeah. And so that's just one of those examples where, okay, Bella has those vocabulary words in her mind. She knows what they are and I'm checking in with her. Does this help? Did that help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the best thing is to know what it is. Talk. I mean, again, four, two in one. Yeah. You know, is just try to meet all the needs and see what they react to as well. You had another example of of a dog situation. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I would love to talk about it. Okay. Would you remind me what it is? Joe and dogs. Oh yeah. Well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I just think it'd be good to Apropos, a, since we're talking about sure, it. Sure. Joe was petrified of dogs, which is funny because we had dogs till he was two, and they were big, and friendly, and everything else. But I think when he was four or five or whatever, six, we went to a friend's house and a yip dog came up and nipped at him. Didn't bite him, but nipped at him. Well, at that point on, he's just petrified of dogs. Yeah. And what we learned down at the Center for Relational Care in Texas, they said, don't don't try to rationally discuss an irrational fear. Yeah. Look, that dog's friendly. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Because, no, no, they are. They didn't choose to be afraid. They are. They are afraid. Now you're making them feel guilty. And now they feel shameful. Yeah. They feel 
even also to a degree self-condemned like yeah. why am i afraid this yeah. is a I'm wrong emotion my emotions are wrong yeah i shouldn't feel this way rather it's to say you know it's it's okay to say to them look it's okay to be afraid and i'm going to make sure that the dog doesn't hurt you well now you've met their need for acceptance and their need for security mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when rather we say we're never going to take you one more time where a dog is and you're going to sit in the car and they're right. like all right, I'm just going to go start doing drugs now <laughs> you know, yeah. because they feel alone right. yeah. in their fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh, so that was a great example. That's and why and in that, that example, yeah. I mean, you know, I realized I could, I could do better. You could yeah. do better, but before we move on to do better, Emma did also mention about comforting each other. And I do think that's very important yes. in your relationship with Got your to. spouse to meet each mm -hmm. other's emotional needs, because then you will be able to better your kids emotional needs yeah and, and probably before you even start i mean that to me that it's it, that that's the level you got to work on and then everything else kind of falls underneath you yeah. work on it all let's be honest you work on right. it all right. but at the same time like if you're if, not if you're not taking, care, you're of not your taking spouse, care of your spouse if you're not taking care of your relationship with god first of all right, right. and then your spouse that's and then right. to me everything else I yeah mean, so well and you know taking care of each other's needs but also like having those go-to friends outside of mm. your relationship is is I, it, yeah. I can't reiterate on how awesome that is. So do better on that. And I, with that. I do have a do better. Oh, let's hear it. I think this is my first one. And once I again, think it is. send them in. Send hashtag them do better. Send them in. Do hashtag better. do better. Or like we just spent, what, 10 minutes on Emma's question. I, I love it. You I know, it, it's it's awesome to get that kind of feedback. John's last week. John's last John week. John was appreciative. He didn't uh, John, tell us to go away. He no, hates us. He um, And it was quite the opposite. And don't want to blow up his spot, but he was very appreciative of that. Great so, guy. Well, it was great advice. Yeah. <laughs> and thank um, you, Emma, for writing in. Thank you, awesome. Emma. Yes, absolutely. Great question. Um, thank you for being open, honest, and vulnerable. Um, so snake massages. Oh, yeah. I'll get them every Tuesday. Seriously, it's a thing now. <laughs> Where people are putting boa constrictors, it's it's right here. There's a CBS what? article. Where? Relax, you're about to get us everywhere in Hollywood, in Poughkeepsie. I meant on their body, but oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love a good massage in my Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Vanessa Murdoch wit witnessed her first snake massage with serp her. Serpentinus. Ser serpent serpentessa i'm sorry a snake priestess a dreaming goddess oh why'd you have to bring priestess and goddess into this that was it's in the article that's all i'm just reading the article i understand dreaming goddess in poughkeepsie they enjoy them and feel them serpentessa tells pam kelly of pleasant valley new york so anyways it goes on to talk about boa constrictors six foot you know and and you know kind of you're at the mercy of these snakes and none of her snakes have ever uh you know squeeze the life out of anybody yet <laughs> yet um remember fear factor yeah the, joe, these joe people Rogan. watched that show and were like you know what i, I bet you there's probably about 10 percent of people that would pay a ton of money for me hey, let, let me get a box with locusts and let's start <laughs> dipping people in locusts and we'll call it therapy we'll Same, we'll start it in we hollywood do, like all the all the plagues and whatnot we can just hit them all like, <laughs> frogs. frogs hey you know why not <laughs> Do you think Pharaoh was afraid of the plagues? Do you think you're better than Pharaoh? It could be rejuvenating. <laughs> we'll dip you in a river of blood. Yeah. <laughs> you will love it. So will your kids. The same 10% of people that you know don't have any sins to hide or secrets to hide. They're like, same 10%. Oh, a little snake massage. I don't mind if I do. So I don't know if it's good or bad, but to me, I saw it. Oh, and I was like, please do, do better. Do better. Uh, where are we? Do better. Oh. I, uh, I came across a little something-something here, and it's not nearly as funny, um, but it's good. 
Um, and it was uh, some folks who work at the Great Waffle House. Oh, or I, in college, I'm a fan the of awful waffle. waffle. I love Brett. Well, in, in college, we called it the Awful House because we were creative. Oh man, <laughs> I love um, I love me some Waffle House. Yeah, not read the headline: Waffle, not yet. Waffle House employees fired. Ah, man. After pouring food on passed out customer. <laughs> <laughs> now to, wait, who has to do better in this situation? Well, that's the beauty of the do better. <laughs> Two employees at a Waffle House in DeKalb <laughs> County. Georgia, North Florida, uh, right. have been fired after they were seen on video pouring food on passed out customer. Here's where they can't do better. All right. And making him appear to dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Weekend of Bernie's Three at the oh, Waffle man. House. What, kind of, what were they Were they pouring syrup on him? Were they pouring like sprinkling him with powdered sugar? We have been in contact with the customer and have apologized. Company spokesman <laughs> Pat Warner said, Pat Warner here for Waffle House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could, anyhow. When we learned of this event, we launched an investigation of a terminated employees involved. See, that goes to your point, Eric. These people make one little mistake right. of dehumanizing someone <laughs> right. who has a problem <laughs> and they're fired. There's no grace. Their <laughs> actions in no way represent our company. See, here's the thing do better in the world and the thing. Yeah. Where. In this case, okay, Waffle House, we thought taunting passed out employees was Waffle House uh, policy. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared this up. Yeah. That's like, you know, you hear about it so often. So-and-so is accused of, you know, uh, uh, aggressive actions towards women. Oh, well, I disavow rape. Like, oh, really? Like, did you have to? Do we have to now announce that? Right, I right. thought it was a common decency right. that we are against these. I in no way endorse murder. <laughs> I am 100% against murder. Although, I don't know. I've been into some deep south waffle houses. Don't you dare. Part of me <laughs> thinks that, okay, maybe it was policy. <laughs> I love a good Waffle oh, House. Oh, I love, I love Waffle House. Oh, man. Anth great Waffles. Anthony Bourdain went to Waffle House. It's great. The victim's fiance, who asked not to be identified, hmm, I can understand, uh, told WSB-TV the man did not know he had been humiliated until the video was shared to a now private Instagram page. Mm. Ah, like that they didn't take it down. Right. <laughs> just, made <laughs> just made it made private. It private. Yep. We're keeping Featuring similar videos of other customers uh. <laughs> at a location in Lithonia. Um, so the do better is humiliate, don't post online. Correct. Uh, there you go. Maybe that's not accurate. <laughs> um, only three were directly involved. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah. And maybe we shouldn't be passing out in Waffle Houses, though that is kind of where you would pass out. Yeah. yeah, you're ending your night there trying to get a meal in your stomach before you pass out and you just didn't make it. You just didn't make it. I I've never been a big fan of pranks in general. I hate pranks. Um, you know, as I do pre-marriage counseling with people. I'm glad I know this now. I threaten Everybody the else lives. does now. <laughs> I threaten the lives just short of that of the groomsmen like for the night before mm -hmm. pranks that mm -hmm. are legendary yeah and hey, we wrote all over his face and sharpie right. yeah it's like no we don't no. do that but if i did have to go with my favorite passed out prank ever i saw it on twitter so it was true <laughs> and it was uh, a vegan friend of theirs had passed out on a bed and they put a big mac and fries <laughs> and mozzarella sticks like in her hand and like gravy coming out of her mouth and i was like when she woke uh, up, maybe maybe we could bend the rules uh, a little bit. I, I kind of like that one, right? I think I think they did better. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to a, 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 a happy ending of our show. Yes, and that is can't do better. 
for somebody out there who just nailed it. All right. Yep. And for me this week, uh, it's Todd Gurley. All right. Of the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Who, unfortunately, uh, the world mourned mm-hmm. when Jeff Bezos announced that he was getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mourned. Um, we, She's I, getting like $70 billion. How will she like survive? I don't know. And so Rough Todd life. Gurley put on, I think it was either Twitter or Instagram, yo, does anybody know Mrs. Bezos's Instagram <laughs> or Twitter ID? Help a brother out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't do better than that. I mean, well, he, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I, I, are you done with that? Oh, one? yeah. Okay. It's just, that's about as funny as it gets. That's culturally that's appropriate. Yeah. Man's a millionaire. He's trying yeah. to get into the billionaire club. Yeah. That's right. And he's, and he's trying to comfort her. Yeah. Right. Yes, I'm sure right. it's altruistic. Yeah, right. And he just got the biggest contract the running backs ever gotten, I believe. That so, is true. But he's um, a millionaire. But it, yeah, right. Just a, a with millionaire. an M. You guys follow sports way more but, than um, that. But to, to, to kind of. Um, Piggyback off of that, DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver from the Texans, mm-hmm. um, he donated yes. yes, he donated his entire playoff game check to the family. There was a girl that had been gunned down yep. in a drive-by shooting. She was just sitting in her car with her family, and mm. she was gunned down in a drive-by shooting. Um, I guess sometime last week, he devoted his entire game check to to that family. Um, Can't so do better I, than that. I actually saw that on my way out of hockey and just kind of shed a tear because awesome. that was just that was that was good. That was classy. That was awesome. That's what it's so, all about. Yep. Well, I'm glad we're ending the show on a good note. Two good notes. That's awesome. And, Your note's uh, better than my note. Very much appreciate uh, what. Very yeah, I just I wanted to say. Like, oh, sorry. I, I'm not trying to pedal anything, but um, we're, we're looking for microphones. If anybody wants to um, oh, help yeah. out with microphones, we would love that. Um, we definitely need microphones. I mean, you know, we'll we'll figure out a way to make it work. We have, but if you if 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 it's on your heart to to get in touch with us about maybe donating some mics or, or contributing, and if you want to know what kind, don't lo- ask me. Yeah, but yeah, and and we yeah, <laughs> please if if you if you do want to do that, please contact us because we have a certain type that we'd like to get. You know, not to not to be, be beggars can't be choosers, but um, sure, you yeah. know, please please contact us. You know, <laughs> and and we'll work something out. But if if that's kind of on your heart to do, we would love to accept that. Absolutely. All right. And on that note, uh, we thank you guys for listening, and don't forget to visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. Give us all the follows, send us all the do betters, and send us some email that uh, we can help meet your emotional needs or give you some advice and uh, all that good stuff. And we're going to have lots of ways. We've, we've had a special meeting this week for ways special for you Special meeting. Special meeting. Another time that our room. wives had to say, why are you leaving? <laughs> um, but no, where you guys can get involved and uh, some incentives and fun stuff like that. So look forward to that coming up soon. All right. That is it. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.